Hey everybody and welcome back to Breaking It Down. My name is Chris Maraboli and this is a feedback edition. This week we are featuring a question from Lindsay R. You can reach us at breakingfeedback at gmail.com or you can write in questions to either of our personal Instagrams, which I will put in the description of this episode. Lindsay R. writes in, Hey Dr. Sherry, is it healthy to be on birth control pills for a prolonged period of time? And is there any validity to the idea that being on these pills can cause breast cancer? Thank you. Now here's Dr. Sherry with an answer. That's a really thoughtful and insightful question, although there's really no simple answer to what you've asked, because there are so many variables to consider. Different types of birth control pills with varying amounts of estrogen and types of progestins. So many different ways to administer birth control, from injections and patches to daily tablets. And each individual's family history and health history plays a role in the answer to the question. For example, Women older than age 40 who smoke, have high blood pressure or diabetes, or even a family history of clotting disorders, are more likely to develop the complication called deep venous thrombosis, or clots in the veins, which can travel to the lungs and cause a potentially life-threatening problem called pulmonary embolism. Women who carry either the BRCA1 or BRCA2 gene mutation are at increased risk due to the mutation of certain types of cancers, including ovarian cancer, breast cancer, and pancreatic malignancies. Oral contraceptives have been demonstrated to reduce the risk of ovarian cancer in those with a genetic mutation. So let's back it up a bit. There are more than 100 million women worldwide using oral contraceptive. And there are so many formulations with different amounts and types of estrogens and progestins in them. Most of the studies that have been done are observational which means the controls for other variables are lacking. Data from observational studies cannot definitively establish that an exposure, in this case oral contraceptives, causes or prevents cancer. Let's, let's give an example. So if one is looking at the effect of whether or not a new baseball bat allows a batter to hit the ball farther, you would want to make sure that the skills of the hitters, their age, their weight, their eyesight, their experience, and even the type of baseball they're using are all equally matched before making a claim. So let's get back to oral contraceptives. Women who take oral contraceptives may differ from those who don't take them in ways other than their oral contraceptive use. And it's possible that these other variables or differences, rather than the use of the pill itself, are what explains their different cancer risk. With that being said, there are consistent findings and trends in the observational studies that have led the National Cancer Institute to make the following statements. An analysis of data of 54 U.S. epidemiologic studies of more than 150,000 women who had ever used oral contraceptives showed an increased risk of breast cancer development. Similarly, data from a 2017 Danish study showed an increased risk for development of breast cancer that varied depending on the length of use of oral contraceptives and the type of hormones in the pill taken. With respect to cervical cancer, women who have used oral contraceptives for five years or more have a greater risk of cervical cancer than women who have never used oral contraceptives. The longer the use, the greater the risk. The good news is that the risk of cancer was found to decline after cessation of use. 
as it pertains to endometrial cancer or cancer of the lining of the uterus. Women who have ever used oral contraceptives have a lower risk of endometrial cancer than women who have never used oral contraceptives. Risk is reduced by at least 30%, with a greater risk reduction the longer contraceptives were used. And the good news is the protective effect persists for many years after a woman stops using the pills. In terms of ovarian cancer, women who have ever used oral contraceptives have a 30% to 50% lower risk of ovarian cancer than women who have never used oral contraception. This protection has been found to increase, again, with the length of time oral contraceptives are used. And in this case, the protective effect is found to continue for as up to 30 years after a woman stops using the medication. Colorectal cancers are also affected by oral contraceptive use. The use of oral contraceptives is associated with a 15% to 20% lower risk of this malignancy. So, in terms of cancer risk, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Having been involved as a regulator of combat of sports for more than 20 years with a specific interest in traumatic brain injury and concussion, my bias was to find out for you whether or not oral contraceptives affect brain function. In 2014, the National Institute of Health reviewed 50 years of papers previously published to glean information as to whether or not oral contraceptives affect brain development and function. They concluded that good data was scant and clearly more work needed to be done in this field. Some evidence suggests that structural changes do occur in the brain with the use of oral contraceptives. For example, the frontal region, the area which controls impulse behavior, becomes larger, and the region affecting verbal memory, the hippocampus, becomes larger, and certain areas affecting balance, like the cerebellum, also become larger. There are also behavioral changes which occur with the use of oral contraceptives. For example, oral contraceptives are believed to affect partner choice. It also affects, for the better, visual, spatial, and number tasks in women. And it also affects something called mental rotation performance, which is the increase in an ability to rotate a three-dimensional object in the mind. Oral contraceptives have also been shown to increase bone density in adolescence. So, you've probably surmised from all of this information that the data currently suggest that there seem to be beneficial as well as potentially harmful side effects to using oral contraceptives. As with all scientific endeavors, it is likely that our understanding will evolve with time with the collection of better data and that recommendations may be revised. Ultimately, your specific concerns should be addressed with your healthcare provider as only he or she knows your history. You, however, have taken the first step toward participating actively in your health care by reaching out to get some solid background information. If you are still concerned or at high risk, make sure to ask your provider about alternative options of birth control and whether those options may be right for you. Tune in next week when we talk about the fallacies involving concussion and CTE. Until next time, this is Dr. Sherry reminding you to live each day with passion, compassion, and introspection.